Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Great to be with you. I'm with you every Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again at midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern time on Sports Overnight America. Uh, we've had a big weekend in the FA Cup. We're going to go look at all of the results and how my picks were, and some of them were good and some of them were not so good. Plus, going to give you a preview for Tuesday's matches because we do have matches in the Premier League. Uh, they are still coming hot and heavy as we, of course, make our way to that big match on the 17th of January between Liverpool and Man United, which, as I keep telling you on this show, is a massive match. We are presented to you by betonline.ag, uh, your online sportsbook experts. I hope you will stay with us throughout the hour as we will delve into the beautiful game and take a look at some of these results, including that shock upset as... Crawley Town at plus 650 on the money line defeated Leeds United in the FA Cup. This is one of those giant killing acts. I thought there might be a couple of giant killing acts, but that was not one that I had predicted. So I will take the stick uh, necessary on that one. I'd like to welcome to the show our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. It's such a pleasure and a privilege to speak with you guys as I do each and every weeknight. And if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning SiriusXM app, or you're downloading it on our podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Pleased to tell you my account has not been banned and removed. And neither has our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash worldsoccerradio. It's a great way to keep in touch with me and let me know what you think. And if you have any predictions that you think are better than mine, because uh, it didn't do all that great with the FA Cup. I mean, I got the obvious ones, but some of the upsets uh, that I'd mentioned, like I uh, was picking Reading maybe to beat Luton Town, and they didn't. Uh, I picked uh, Blackburn to beat Doncaster. I, actually, you know, that was somewhat of a uh, shock result as well. Um, oh, let's get into it. I, I can't wait. And, of course, West Bromwich Albion, oh, their troubles continue. So much to get to today. Welcome to the show. I'm going to take a quick break. We'll pay a few bills, and I'll be right back after these short but very important messages. This is World Soccer Radio, presented by betonline.ag. All right, welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag. And look, the FA Cup's in full swing, the Premier League's in full swing, the Champions League's not too far away from uh, getting on with the knockout stages. Of course, the Europa League, we've got the Euros coming up, we've got the NBA, oh, we've got college football, we've got one last grand hurrah to go get to. And of course, while you might not be at the game... You can still be in on the action at betonline.com. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Plus, they've got that wonderful online casino, which never closes. Uh, so if you think the Lakers are going to repeat their NBA championship or maybe someone's going to upset Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, head over to betonline.ag and put your money where your mouth is. 
Sign up today. All sorts of great sign-up bonuses. Make them your online sportsbook experts. And as I tell you on a regular basis on this show, sports betting is a lot of fun. It certainly adds a different dimension to your fan experience. Uh, but to try and do it responsibly. Make it entertainment and not a lifestyle. And if you do that, I think you will definitely win no matter what. All right, um, FA Cup behind us. By the way, lots of negative energy being sent the way of Liverpool Football Club in the wake of their defeat of Aston Villa uh, on Friday in the FA Cup. And the reason that there's a lot of stick coming their way is because the Aston Villa team was absolutely devastated by COVID. And they essentially had to field an under-23 and under-18 squad to play Liverpool. And they played well. But of course, Liverpool hit the ground with their big guns because they don't play again till the 17th. And they, you know, didn't take, it took a bit of time, but they uh, obviously won in a fairly large way. Now, villains are very upset with this and feel that Liverpool should have in turn fielded their youth squad against the Villa youth squad, and I could not disagree more. First of all, the fault here does not lie with Jurgen Klopp and his team selection or Liverpool Football Club or any of the above. The fault here lies with the FA for making a team play when their first team is unable to play due to COVID. It's not like uh, it's food poisoning. It's not like they had a rough time partying in Dubai. This is a global pandemic, and they are affected very negatively by it. And I think that the FA should have postponed this game. I know everybody's loath to do that because there's so many postponements as it is with COVID, particularly in the Premier League. Uh, and just to, uh, just to give you the number here, there are six matches, Villa, Newcastle, Burnley, Fulham, Everton City, Fulham, Spurs, City, Man City, Southampton, and Spurs, Fulham, that have, to, have had to be rescheduled largely as a result of COVID outbreaks. But the Premier League has a 38-game season. They have a very long run to do this, and the FA does not with the FA Cup, particularly because many of these big teams are not only playing in the Premier League, and the FA Cup, we obviously still have a League Cup final between Tottenham and Man United, but, uh, pardon me, Man City. But that aside, there's Europa League and there's all these other commitments. And so I think postponing the FA Cup matches and fixtures just not in the cards. And as a result, uh, Villa were forced to play the squad that they did. They performed admirably. They didn't win. But I don't think that's Liverpool's fault. And I think directing negative energy and criticism at Liverpool for for winning a game is ridiculous. You know, there's two things that I say. Number one is you can only play who's put in front of you in terms of scheduling. And, you know, we talk about Manchester United with that. I, I keep talking about how they haven't really beaten any of the big, big boys yet. But that's not their fault. They've done their job beautifully. They've beaten those play, those teams that they need to teams like Brighton and Newcastle and Everton and West Brom and Southampton, etc., etc. Uh, they haven't played Liverpool yet, and they will do that. And they've lost to Palace, Tottenham, Arsenal, drawn Chelsea, uh, Man City, and Leicester City. But much like you can only play who's put in front of you, you can only feel the squad that's fit and healthy to play. And uh, yeah, there's haves and have-nots, but look, even Liverpool's been devastated by injury. By the way, as an aside... Uh, interestingly enough, the referee that um, 
uh, officiated that Everton-Liverpool game that saw Virgil van Dijk get so badly injured, has said he made a mistake and the keeper should have been sent off. That was a red card, and he's retroactively come out and said that. Of course, that doesn't help Liverpool because that game, I want to say, ended in a draw, and it shouldn't have been. Uh, Everton should have finished that game with 10 men. But, you know, you can't cry over spilt milk and you can't go back and change history once it's been written. So much like uh, I would say to Villa fans, it's over, get over it. It's no one's fault. Your lads played very, very well. You should be proud of them. I think you've got a great youth structure there. But, you know, ultimately, they're playing probably the best team in the world, or one of them anyway, and uh, the inevitable happens. So, so that's that. But the FA Cup is behind us, uh, at least this round of the FA Cup. We do have another set of rounds coming up in the FA Cup. Uh, but it is a wonderful competition. I keep talking on this show, and I've told you, I said this on Friday, that it's one of these competitions that used to be sort of the pinnacle of football in England. It wasn't if you won the first division, did you win the FA Cup? Holding that venerable old trophy up meant so much. To me, it doesn't mean nearly as much as it did, because the one trophy, the two trophies that I would like my team to lift would be the Premier League trophy and the Champions League trophy. And the third trophy then would be the FA Cup, and the fourth one would be the League Cup, or the Carabao Cup, as it's now called. But it's gone through numerous iterations as various sponsors have tried and failed to stamp their imprint on the League Cup and make it something that's really of enormous interest. It's just not. Much like we have here in the United States, where MLS is struggling for relevancy in the crowded professional sports landscape here in the United States, and people really don't care about the U.S. Open Cup, which is in and of itself a venerable old cup competition and quite enjoyable, but no one really follows it unless you're an absolute purist or, you know, you're an MLS fan or you're a fan of a USL team or what have you, and you're following your team's play. Sort of along the same lines. But I think the Aston Villa fans that are directing their ire towards Liverpool are definitely in the wrong. What do you think? Send me a tweet. Let me know at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R or find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. You know, the reason that you watch the FA Cup is because you want to see upsets. That's really why you watch the FA Cup. You want to see if West Brom are going to win You want to see if Leeds are going to win. You want to see if someone's going to upset Man City or Man United or Liverpool or Everton or what have you. And whereas we didn't have a massive amount of huge upsets in the FA Cup, we probably the most remarkable upset was the loss that Leeds United suffered at Crawley Town, believe it or not, and... I think that result shocked even me because the one team that I hadn't expected would be eliminated from the tournament was Leeds United by Crawley Town. And to be defeated, to lose basically by three goals to nil and having a massive second half meltdown is really interesting because. You know, we talk about Leeds United and the way they play and the manner in which they play. It's very aggressive. It's high-paced. There's lots of running. And there's been some discussion that they they tend to sort of 
you know, exhaust themselves by the second half. And maybe that's what we saw at Crawley Town. I, I saw only a little bit of that game. I didn't see the whole thing. But what an incredible upset that was. Um, an absolute shocker. And just to put it into some perspective for you, uh, Crawley Town were plus 650. Plus 650. I repeat that. Plus 650. There's 62, there are 62 positions in the league apart from League 2 Crawley Town and Leeds United. And everybody said, oh, well, Crawley Town, you've got to look for Max Waters. Well, Max Waters didn't score. It was uh, Cerulea, uh, Nadasan, and Tunnicliffe, Jordan Tunnicliffe, scoring for Crawley Town. All right, I'm going to take a break. We'll be right back with more. Let's talk FA Cup when we get back on World Soccer Radio. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio. Before we get on with the rest of the show, I just wanted to highlight a couple of other podcasts on our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. Uh, You should check these shows out. First, there's BSI, the podcast. That's hosted by former and current USL and MLS players, Benny Failhaber, Sal Zizo, and Ike Parra. BSI, the podcast, it's a show where the hosts call up a weekly guest. They talk everything from politics to soccer, current events. They share behind-the-scenes stories. And they have this great section called Ike's Interrogation where they pepper their guests with fan questions. It's a lot of fun. And then, of course, you have to check out the Shep Messing Daily Show. Now, Shep is a legend in the game. Two stints with the Cosmos. One of them uh, including playing with the great Pele himself. Shep has a lot to say. Very New York-centric, absolutely. He talks a lot about Red Bulls when they're in season, but he talks a lot about the U.S. soccer landscape in general. He talks global soccer. Shep is a lot of fun. He's a terrific guy. Um, You would do yourself a a favor and download the Shep Messing Daily Cast. So if you're a protector of the Passaic, a soccer fan, or even just a sports fan, be sure to check out BSI, the podcast, the Shep Messing Daily Cast, and, of course, World Soccer Radio. We're all on the network. We're all on the Believe Podcast Network. Or you can listen and subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Let's get back on with it, though, shall we? We're talking FA Cup, the big, big, big upset, of course, Crawley Town beating Leeds United. Um, And I think to a degree, there are teams in the Premier League that have different things to say for themselves. Brighton Hove Albion, eking by Newport County in penalties. Now, I actually had chosen Brighton to advance in my picks. Pardon me, uh, pardon me, Newport. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Actually, I chose Newport County to advance in my picks. A plus 420. I thought Brighton are, a dis- <coughs> excuse me, are an absolute uh, shambles of a football club right now. And I thought they were absolutely poised to have to be on the receiving end of a shock defeat, especially away from home at Newport. And it almost happened. It almost happened. The uh, the match basically was uh, 1-1. And then uh, in penalties, the Premier League club went on to win. And, uh, you know, that that's not unusual. If you get to penalties, you're always going to favor uh, the Premier League club. Uh, Barnsley beat Tranmere 2-0. This was uh, the Sunday games. 
Bristol City beat Portsmouth 2-1. Chelsea absolutely thumped Morecambe 4-0. Cheltenham Town eked by Mansfield. By the way, I had Chelsea to go through. Uh, I had Bristol City. Uh, I had Portsmouth to beat Bristol City, so I didn't get that one. I had Barnsley beating Tranmere, and they did. That was minus 217, so they were a favorite. By the way, all these money lines that I'm giving you are courtesy of our title sponsor, betonline.ag. Uh, Cheltenham Mansfield was another one that I had, uh, but uh, Cheltenham advanced, and that was the right pick. Crawley Town, a plus 650. Of course, we talked about that absolutely shock, shocking result against Leeds United. Man City put three plus past Birmingham to advance and at minus 429 I don't 1429 I don't think anyone's surprised the 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 massive odds were marine the non-league side I think this was the biggest gap Chelsea Morecambe the gap was 66 marine Tottenham Hotspur I want to say that was the biggest gap at 161 league places while Tottenham doing an absolute number on poor old Marine, although they got £75,000 for hosting the game. They got a game on BBC, so good for them, but they did lose to Tottenham Hotspur. If if they had won, that was plus 1,600. Think about that. That was only slightly better odds you would have got with that than, uh, let's say, Birmingham beating Manchester City. Neither of those things happened. Uh, New Newport County, uh, Brighton Hove Albion, I just told you about that one. And that rounded out the Sunday matches. The Saturday matches, I did a little better on my predictions. We started with Everton playing Rotherham, and I picked Everton to win, and they did, minus 286. Luton Town Reading, I actually thought Reading were going to shock this one, but they didn't. They lost 1-0 away at Luton, so Reading eliminated Luton Town moving forward. Norwich City... Coventry, I picked the Canaries, and they did, in fact, win. Uh, Nottingham Forest, Cardiff City, I picked Nottingham Forest, and they did, in fact, win. Uh, Boreham, Millwall, I had picked Boreham to win this game, but actually, they lost. If I'm not mistaken. I think they lost. Yes, they did lose. Millwall, uh, Millwall advanced on this one. I'm trying to get the score on this one. I can't find it right now. Oh, yeah, Borenwood. Uh, they lost 2-0 to Millwall. Uh, Chorley, Derby County. I picked Chorley to win at minus 110. They were the favorites. They did. Uh, Blackburn Rovers, Doncaster. I actually picked Blackburn to win this at minus 164. But Doncaster did a number, and they were the, an underdogs at plus 330. If you bet, if you bet Doncaster, uh, you would have been really, really happy with this one. But... I also picked the over on this one and actually was the under, so I screwed up for you. I'm sorry. I apologize. Don't send me hate mail, please. West Brom, Blackpool. West Brom, Blackpool. That was a shocker of a game as well. We talk about West Bromwich Albion and how bad they are. They got eliminated by Blackpool in extra in penalties. Excuse me. It was a draw in 1-1 uh, draw in regulation time. Uh, but it went to penalties, and Blackpool advanced, and that was plus 198. So they were actually favorites 
Uh, pardon me, slight favourites to advert. No, pardon me. West Brom were favourites at plus 109. So you would have got plus 198 with Blackpool. And again, West Bromwich Albion are an absolute disaster of a team. I think we're seeing very clearly in terms of the relegation battle in the Premier League. And we're going to get a little bit more to this in the next segment as we start looking at uh, Tuesday's Premier League games about just how bad West Brom and Sheffield really are, although Sheffield did get a decent result in the FA Cup, uh, beating Bristol Rovers and advancing, and I had actually I, I picked Chef I picked Sheffield uh, to win that game. Uh, it was a three-two game, you know. It was not exactly uh, a runaway game, and at one minus one twenty-two, they were slight favourites to win that. They did win it away at Bristol, so Sheffield United at least get a smell of what it means to have some form of, of a victory. Burnley, uh, MK Dons was another one. I picked Burnley to advance, and they did indeed. I'm just like, trying to look up the uh, the score on that one for you. 1-1 one, one in penalties. Another uh, Premier League club uh, struggling at the hands of a lesser opposition. Oldham, Bournemouth. I picked Bournemouth to win. They did. Minus 286. They were the favorites. And Swansea. Stevenage, Swansea were the big favorites, and they did win at minus 227. So there you have it. I Let's see, how many games are 12 there? 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. 21 games, and I got two, three, four, five, six, six wrong. But it's the FA Cup. I mean, some of these are pretty obvious. So I'm not going to sing my praises and tell you that I am the best prognosticator. I was the best prognosticator for the FA Cup because I certainly was not. By the way, in some of the Premier League clashes, Arsenal beating Newcastle 2-0 in extra time. Think about that for a minute. It means that was 0-0 against Newcastle, and it took a Smith-Rowe goal in the 109th minute to kind of open that game up, and then Aubameyang scores the put-away goal in the 117th minute. And we talk about Arsenal and how, you know, they strung th- three wins together in the Premier League and they're looking back better. But, you know, this is this is a game against Newcastle United. This is sort of a game one would think that a sort of resurgent Arsenal should really do a much better job in. Much like Man United's eking by Watford 1-0. I mean, they scored in the fifth minute, McTominay. And that was it. You would have thought, not that Watford are a terrible team because they're not, but I mean, you you would have thought that that should have been more of a four-one game or a three-nil game or at least you know more than one goal in the fifth minute. Disappointing, I think. And if you look at United, I mean, they did play a uh, shall we say a, a an alternate lineup: Mason Greenwood, Jesse Lingard, Daniel James, Juan Mata. McTominay, of course, scored Vanderbeek, and their back four was, you know, unusual. And Dean Henderson in goal, so they didn't play their they didn't play their A squad, but they were playing Watford. So you would have expected them to do better than they did. But I think for Man United, uh, this is the perfect result for them. They didn't wear out a lot of their top players. They steered clear of big injuries, and they advanced, and now they can look forward to this match because they have another match coming up, by the way, in the Premier League before they play Liverpool. They are facing Burnley on Tuesday. We're going to talk about that 
in the next segment. All right, that's going to wrap up our FA Cup roundup. If you have any questions, comments, thoughts, love to hear from you. Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Or you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. You know, the, the FA Cup is a fun tournament to bet on because of the upsets, because of the situations like we talked about. For example, the Leeds United situation where, you know, if you bet Crawley, you were getting plus 650. Think about that for a minute. Plus 650 for Crawley. That's why people love to bet the FA Cup because so much can happen. You just don't know. Upsets do come. And again, this round of the FA Cup, we have had our upsets. No surprise there. So all good stuff. All right. When we come back, let's get into tomorrow, Tuesday's Premier League matches because we have matches coming up uh, all over the place this week. We have matches on Tuesday. We have matches on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday and Monday again. And then back into Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, So we have all sorts of great stuff to get to in the Premier League. Let's not waste any more time. I'll step aside, take a break, and be right back. Ah, a little Generation X for you. Welcome back to World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Uh, We've discussed the FA Cup and the surprise results, but the greatest reality show... No, I'm not talking about The Apprentice with that schmuck, okay? I'm talking about the Premier League. It's back tomorrow. Not just tomorrow. If you're a fan of the Premier League, you are positively salivating because you have a full week of Premier League glory. Tuesday, we got Sheffield United hosting Newcastle, Burnley hosting Man United. They could go top of the table on Tuesday. Wolves hosting Everton at Molyneux. Wednesday, we got Man City, Brighton, Aston Villa, Spurs. Thursday, we've got Arsenal Palace at London Derby. It should be actually a, a fun match to watch. Friday, Fulham, Chelsea, another London Derby there. And uh, then we get onto Saturday and Sunday. Sunday with the big match, Liverpool-Man United at Anfield. The one sort of everybody's positively salivating over. So let's get to it, shall we? And let's start with Tuesday. By the way, I I wanted to ask, did you watch the FA Cup? And I wonder how many relative newcomers, and I say relative newcomers, uh, let's just say people that have sort of got into um, European football, English football in the last four or five years, follow the FA Cup. And I wonder if some of these shock results like Leeds going out will actually make you want to follow it a little closer. I don't know. Uh, Let me know. Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. So let's start, shall we? Sheffield United will be at home at Bramall Lane, They will be facing Newcastle United in the Premier League. That is tomorrow. The uh, Let me give you some odds on these games. Sheffield United are actually the favorites at home. For the first time that I can think of since very early on in the Premier League season, Sheffield United are actually favorites at plus 144. Newcastle are plus 205. The draw 
the draw is plus 200. And, you know, Sheffield United are winless right now in the Premier League. They have only two draws on the season. They've only managed to score eight goals. And they're going to be coming up against a Newcastle United uh, team that is scoring goals. I mean, not a ton. I want to say that they are the third lowest scoring team in the league outside of Fulham and, um, no, excuse me, the fourth. Sheffield United, West Brom, Fulham have scored less. Newcastle have scored 18 to, say, Fulham's 13. But Sheffield have only scored eight. They've got a minus 21. They're an absolute poo-poo show of a team. They've had draws against Fulham. They've had draws against Brighton. I mean, those are all fellow relegation strugglers. And, you know, they're going to come up against a Newcastle side that has had a string of really bad results in the Premier League. I mean, they lost to Leeds. They drew Fulham 1-1. They lost to City, but no surprise there. They lost. They drew Liverpool. That was a big, big surprise uh, for Liverpool fans. And they lost to Leicester. So Newcastle have had a really rough schedule. And I think they're going to be look at this game at Bramall Lane as a real opportunity to get some more distance between them and the relegation zone. I like Steve Bruce. I think he's a good manager. Um, and, and I think Sheffield United are absolute rubbish. And I know they just won in the FA Cup. But I wonder, you know, I, I, I wonder just how much of that is going to carry over to this match tomorrow. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to choose either a draw or a Newcastle win. Uh, let's see, in terms of draws, um, Newcastle have had four. Sheffield have had two. Newcastle have lost, you know, 15 games. I mean, Sheffield have lost 15 games. Newcastle have only lost seven. A draw or a win for Newcastle, I think if you if you push me to it, which I suspect you would like to, I'm going to say take the Newcastle win. And right now, there is incredibly good odds on a Newcastle win at plus 205. I know it's away from home, but they're playing Sheffield, and Sheffield is absolute rubbish. I feel like you really want to take Newcastle on that game. Uh, let's go on to Molyneux, where Wolves are facing Everton. And look, Everton have struggled without Hamas Rodriguez. I think that is uh, an understatement. And, and where they've struggled is in the important goal-scoring department. But they are solid defensively. And as much as I love Wolves, and, and I do, they also are having trouble scoring because, of course, uh, you know, they're suffering an injury to their number one uh, striker. And they have had a really bad run of form in the Prem. I know this is at home for Wolves. I know this is at Molyneux. But I actually like Everton for this one. I know they lost 1-0 at home to West Ham United, and that was an anomaly. But that was coming off the back of a series of four wins against Sheffield, uh, against Arsenal, against Leicester City, and against Chelsea. So I think for my money, and my money will be riding on this game because I'm going to put a small wager at betonline.ag on Everton to win at Molyneux away from home. And the odds makers are giving you plus 186. On Friday, I'm going to be joined by um, a fine gentleman from betonline.ag, and I'll tell you more about this during the week. And we're going to talk about how some of these lines 
are set. If you like to, because Friday we generally do our big preview show, unless of course there's a whole bunch of matches midweek, like right now. But having said that, I think that is uh, will be very interesting. So you want to check that out. Burnley Man United is the next match. Man United are prohibitive favourites, plus two twenty-seven. I don't really know what to say about Man United. Um, I don't think this team. I think the results this team have got have been overachieving. And yes, they have some great players. Got to love Edinson Cavani, although he's uh, currently suspended. Uh, you know, he has absolutely um, um, uh, been a, a great kind of little pickup for them. Uh, Fernandez has been an absolute re- revelation. Probably one of the most informed players right now in the Premier League. But it is really defensively that they've been let's just say weak but it's uh in terms of putting the ball in the back of the net for united that has been their strength and they're traveling to turf more and away from home united have been really pretty good and they're coming up against a burnley side on the coming off a really good victory one nil in the premier league against sheffield but you know they lost to leeds they then had a couple of wins against wolves uh against arsenal and they had a, a draw against villa uh, but Burnley have a problem in that they just don't score any goals. Defensively, United might not be um, as good as the other teams in the top uh, in the top four, let's say. But when it comes to scoring goals, they are the second highest goal scoring team in the league. I don't see how Burnley are going to stop them. United are finding ways to win games when possibly they shouldn't have. The FA Cup was was a great example of that. But I think that tomorrow, Man United will go top of the table. I'm expecting them to go top of the table with 36 points and be level on games with Liverpool, which makes this match on the 17th so very important. Because right now, there is a seven-goal differential, a seven-goal goal differential between Liverpool and United. United will uh, Liverpool will not play again until they play United. So that goal differential is set. United could score two or three goals against uh, uh, against Burnley. That would take them say to 12 if they don't concede. So they're closing that goal differential gap. So this match on the 17th is sort of is definitely going to be a top of the table sit uh, to see who sits top of the table but it is fascinating to see, particularly as United looked really shaky early on in the season, and we say that, but you know, they had a string of really, really good results. Their results have belied the difficulty with which some of those with which which they got some of those results. I mean, they've lost one more game than Liverpool. They've drawn three games less than Liverpool. They've conceded three goals more than Liverpool and they've scored four goals less than Liverpool but that's with a game in hand so if you look at them statistically uh, you know you have to look at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and the job he's done and you know it's been a learning process I think he's dropped a few points over the course of the season with some um, for some learning tactically but wow I mean you have to hand it to him all right let's let's run along shall we and pick up the next match on that list Let's talk about Wednesday, Man City, Brighton. I don't know what to say about Man City, except they are a force to be reckoned with. They are back. 
They are looking really good. I thought that uh, the semi-final of the League Cup against United showed you just where Man City are right now in terms of their skill. And, and they are plus, minus 526. It's at home. It's at the Etihad. Huge favorites. This will be a bad day for Brighton. They're plus 1,000 if you want to take a flyer on them. I don't recommend it because I think that they will win. The other team is Arsenal. Um, uh, that, is a, that is a Thursday match, excuse me. Uh, so... Um, Tomorrow you have Sheffield, Newcastle, Wolves, Everton, Burnley, United, and Wednesday we have Man City, Brighton. Those are the matches for you. Oh, and Aston Villa, Spurs. Excuse me. We have Villa, Spurs as well. Um, Spurs headed to Villa Park, and you know Tottenham. <laughs> it's hard for me to really put my finger on Tottenham because this is a team that, up until the loss to Liverpool looked absolutely superb but since that time they've lost to Leicester they drew Wolves and they finally got back on track with a 3-0 win on Leeds uh, against Leeds I'm going to suggest to you that that 3-0 win against Leeds gets Tottenham back on track and I think they will do very nicely in this game um, against Villa at Villa Park although Aston Villa don't underestimate them they're a terrific team they did lose to Man United at Old Trafford 2-1. That was their last outing in the Premier League, uh, but uh, we will see. Okay, so those are my picks. I'm going to say Tottenham. Let's just uh, go back through them for you one more time so that you can, if you are going to place a bet, you're up on them. I'm going to say take uh, Newcastle over Sheffield, take Everton over Wolves, two away teams. Uh, three. I'm going to say three away wins on Tuesday. Man United, Everton, Newcastle. On Wednesday, Manchester City will beat Brighton, and I'm predicting that Spurs will beat Aston Villa. So those are my picks. And the um, Premier League will look really, really interesting because, again, Thursday we've got Arsenal Palace and Friday we've got Fulham-Chelsea. Again, I'll give you those picks as we, as we get closer to those matches. I'll give you the picks and we get to see who's injured uh, and who's not. Over the weekend, we have some interesting games on Saturday, by the way. Everton go to Villa Park. Leicester will face Southampton, who, you know, at times look really, really good. And we should see a fascinating match at Ellen Road between Leeds United and Brighton. All right, those are my picks for Tuesday and Wednesday's match. You're listening to World Soccer Radio. Once again, big hello to our men and women in uniform who are joining us on the American Forces Network. I'm going to take a break. And then I will be right back to wrap it up here on World Soccer Radio. Hope you'll make me a regular part of your week. And just a reminder to please download the podcast at the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. I'll be right back. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio. Just a couple of minutes left. You know, I want to revisit this week the sack race, and let's talk about managers that are in the hot seat. Obviously, Chris Wilder has to be in the hot seat. Sheffield United, an absolutely appalling job. Uh, West Brom, you know, they bring in Big Sam. It's not gone that well, after, especially after that. You know, they had that shocking 1-1 uh, draw at Anfield, but ever since then, it's been pretty bad for them losing, you know, shipping five goals to Leeds at home and then four goals to Arsenal at home. So since Big Sam has been at the helm, they have shipped 10 goals 
in three matches. So they're not going to make another change, but boy, I, I think there's big problems. West Brom, Sheffield, looking to me like these two teams have booked the elevator ride to the championship. It's too early for me to tell whether it'll be Burnley, Brighton, Fulham, or if Newcastle will pull it out. That's why this match against Sheffield United is so very important, this match tomorrow uh, against Sheffield, because Newcastle's really wants to put some distance between them and the relegation zone. So, again, I'm going to go on a limb, say Sheffield, West Brom, I think are down. Fulham, Brighton, Burnley, they're all up in the air. I think Newcastle will get clear. Which manager do you think will be next to get the sack? Love to hear from you. By the way, another reason this match is so, so important for Newcastle is Burnley play United, Brighton play City, and Fulham play Chelsea. So if they, it's unlikely any of those teams are going to get any points out of those matches. So if Newcastle can get three points, that will take them well up uh, clear of the drop zone, and I think that's exactly what they want. All right, that's today's show. Hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you will come back with me tomorrow for more talk of the beautiful game here on World Soccer Radio, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern on Sports Overnight America. Always a pleasure talking football with you. Hope you'll make me a regular part of the, your week. In the meantime, find me on Twitter at Nick Gieber or Facebook at World Soccer Radio. Speak to you tomorrow. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.